This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hello, and welcome to the AWLS Podcast. My name is Matt Gunderson. I am a pediatric emergency physician at the University of New Mexico. Today, we are going to start our two-part series on scorpion stings, which is one of my favorite wilderness medicine topics. Some relevant background about myself. I grew up in Utah and went to medical school at the University of Utah and then did residency in Arizona, followed by fellowship in New Mexico. And now I am an attending physician in New Mexico. So long story short, I have spent most of my life in the Four Corners states and I have had some personal encounters with scorpions And as a physician, I have treated several patients who have been stung by scorpions. So this has definitely developed into a personal interest of mine, and I'm very excited to share that interest with you in this podcast. There are going to be two episodes about scorpions. Today, in this first episode, we are going to go over some background information about scorpions in general with a particular focus on the scorpions most commonly encountered in the United States. In the second episode, we are going to talk in detail about the most dangerous scorpion species in the United States, which is, spoiler alert, the Arizona bark scorpion. And that discussion will include evaluation of symptoms and various treatment strategies, including what to do and what not to do for patients who are stung by that specific species, whether you're seeing the patient in the hospital or in the wilderness. So with that said, let's jump right in. Scorpions are arthropods, specifically arachnids, so they are closely related to spiders and similarly have eight legs. In addition, they are described as having a lobster-like appearance because they have large claws, also called pincers, in the front, and then four pairs of legs in the middle, and of course, in the back, the famous segmented tail that contains venom glands and a stinger at the tip. And that is an important point, uh, no pun intended, uh, but in fact, we, we have here two important points. Number one, all scorpions sting, and number two, all scorpions are venomous. And messing up either of these two facts is a quick way to seem uninformed about scorpions and maybe embarrass yourself in front of your colleagues Uh, This I know from personal experience. Uh, When I was a resident in Arizona, I attended a toxicology conference. There were a lot of people there, including several colleagues of mine. Uh, One of the toxicology attendings in my program was giving a lecture about scorpion stings, and she gave an excellent lecture, and she made a point of emphasizing that scorpions sting. They do not bite. And so, of course, when it was time for questions, I raised my hand and blurted out, Uh, how often do you see allergic reactions after scorpion bites? And it just seemed like the whole room groaned in unison because she had just barely finished making it very clear to all of us that scorpions do not bite. And the attending who gave the lecture just shook her head in disappointment. I'm sure she was thinking, gee, is this the kind of residence that we have in this program? I'm not as sharp as a bowling ball. So my main goal for this podcast is for you to be smarter than me. 
And as you can see, that is a pretty low bar. So I think you can do it. Uh, so that's teaching point number one. Scorpions do not bite. They sting. And all scorpions are capable of doing it. Point number two, all scorpions are venomous. Notice that I am not using the word poisonous. So a quick and easy way to think about it, poison is something that you eat or drink and it makes you sick, like certain kinds of mushrooms. If it is injected into your body by an insect or an animal, like a rattlesnake bite or a scorpion sting, then it is venom. So if I'm like hiking outdoors with friends and somebody asks me, do you think this spider is poisonous? I will say in a snarky voice, I don't know. Are you planning on eating it? And by the way, you probably shouldn't. But yeah, if you are worried about the effect of the spider biting you, instead of you biting it, then you're asking about venom, not poison. And again, getting back to scorpions, all scorpions have venom. Whether or not that venom is dangerous to humans is another question. So those two teaching points, if you learn nothing else from this podcast, at least remember those two things and you will impress your friends with your extensive, insightful scorpion knowledge and uh, maybe avoid some embarrassment. One more interesting fact about scorpions, most adult scorpions have a rigid exoskeleton that contains fluorescent chemicals that glow under ultraviolet light. Possibly this helps them see at night or maybe it attracts insects for them to prey on. We are not really sure. But if you watch videos online of people hunting for scorpions, they're usually doing it at night and they use black lights and that makes the scorpions glow in the dark and that makes them very easy to find. And it's just kind of cool. Scorpions are found on all continents except Antarctica. They tend to live in deserts and tropical climates and they tend to not live in cold climates far away from the equator. The numbers are highly variable. There have been a lot of changes in scorpion taxonomy in the past few decades. New species have been discovered, and some species have been split into two separate species and recategorized and given different scientific names, things like that. Currently, there are at least 20 different scorpion families and over 1,500 different species, and some sources now claim over 2,500 species, which is probably more accurate. There are between 25 to 50 species that are considered dangerous to humans, which is a really small percentage if you think about it. That's only about 1 to 3%. There are over 1 million scorpion stings against humans per year and over 3,000 to 5,000 deaths. Those numbers are likely underestimating the real numbers of stings and deaths. There are probably many cases of scorpion stings, especially against young children, where Nobody actually knows what happened, and there are likely many cases in which even if it is known that a scorpion sting occurred, the person never goes to a healthcare provider. Either they can't, they don't have access, or they choose not to for whatever reason. And then even among patients who do present at healthcare facilities, medical records and medical reporting, not perfect in any country anywhere, and so we are probably missing a lot of numbers that way. This uh, obviously happens with a lot of things in medicine and public health and not just scorpions. 
In the United States, there are estimated to be between 70 to 90 different species, mostly found west of the Mississippi River, with over 50 species found in Arizona alone. Most common types that you will hear about are bark scorpions, hairy scorpions, and stripe-tailed scorpions. Bark scorpions were named for the fact that they are commonly found in the bark of dead trees or fallen logs. In desert environments, um, where there aren't very many dead trees, or live trees, or any trees, they tend to be found under rocks or in cracks between rocks. Bark scorpions are relatively small. Adults are only about two inches in length, maybe three at the longest. Uh, but don't be fooled by their small size. They can be dangerous to humans, and we will talk more about that. Hairy scorpions are significantly larger. For example, the giant desert hairy scorpion can grow up to seven inches in length. And as you might guess, they do have a hairy appearance. But despite being relatively big and scary looking, they are actually fairly harmless. In the literature, their sting is described as being similar to that of a honeybee. Stripe-tailed scorpions are the most common and most geographically widespread scorpions in the U.S. They are frequently found both east and west of the Mississippi River, all throughout the south, all throughout the west. In terms of size and appearance, they are more similar to bark scorpions, although obviously they usually have striped tails. But in terms of stinging, they are more similar to hairy scorpions. Again, their sting is described as similar to a honeybee's. Now we are going to focus specifically on bark scorpions. There are three species that you should know about. The striped bark scorpion, the Florida bark scorpion, and the most dangerous one of all, the Arizona bark scorpion. The striped bark scorpion is the most common type of bark scorpion in the U.S., they are not quite as widespread as the striped-tailed scorpion, but they do have a similar distribution. The best way to describe it, they are most prominently found in Texas and all of the states that border Texas, including the four Mexican states that border Texas. In the U.S., they are found as far west as the Rio Grande in New Mexico, as far north as Nebraska, and as far east as Florida and Georgia. Uh, there are reports of striped bark scorpions being found in Iowa and Illinois and Indiana. It's not clear if they are native there, but just in really small populations, or if they have been transported there accidentally by humans. In terms of appearance, they are either yellow or light brown in color with dark stripes running lengthwise on their trunks, which differentiates them from striped-tailed scorpions. And they also have a dark brown triangular patch on the tops of their heads. Their venom is of some medical significance. It contains a neurotoxin that causes significant pain in humans when stung. Localized swelling is common. Muscle spasms are rare. This venom does not produce systemic symptoms. And there have been no deaths documented that have been attributed to striped bark scorpions. But if you get stung... It can really hurt, and that is definitely of medical significance to the person who is feeling the pain. Um, but they will survive, and they will probably only need an ice pack and a strong dose of ibuprofen. The Florida bark scorpion is not as common, 
and its sting is not as painful, but it is worth knowing about because it is the species of bark scorpion that is most frequently kept as a pet by scorpion enthusiasts. And mainly for that reason, it, it doesn't hurt very much if you get stung. Despite the name, it is actually not native to Florida. It is considered an invasive species there. And I don't know about you, but when I hear, you know, exotic pet that has become an invasive species in Florida, uh, in my mind, I immediately start blaming people for releasing foreign animals into the Everglades. But actually, that is not the case for the Florida bark scorpion. It is native to Central America and has been found as an invasive species, not just in Florida, but also in parts of the Caribbean and South America, mostly around cities on the coast, which suggests that they are transported as accidental cargo on ships or maybe deliberate stowaways looking for a free Caribbean cruise, who knows. At any rate, the species is now found in Florida, both in captivity and in the wild, living alongside a few native species of scorpions there, none of which are dangerous to humans. Uh, but worth knowing about because you may get asked about somebody getting stung by a pet scorpion or a scorpion in the wild in Florida, and now you can give a knowledgeable and reassuring answer. And just FYI, that is the same for almost all scorpions kept as pets. If you will permit me a 30-second tangent, the most common species of scorpion overall that is kept as a pet in the U.S. is the emperor scorpion, which is imported from Africa. It is not native to the United States. But it is valued as a pet because it is very docile. It rarely stings, and if it does, it doesn't hurt. These scorpions are easy to take care of, and they live a long time in captivity. And other species that are commonly kept as pets are very similar. So broadly speaking, if you get asked about a person getting stung by a pet scorpion, it is likely okay unless it is a really rare species that was maybe imported illegally or something like that. But anyways, getting back on topic, we have now talked about the striped bark scorpion and the Florida bark scorpion, which brings us to the infamous Arizona bark scorpion, which we will discuss in detail in the next episode of this podcast. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening, and make sure to join us next time on the AWLS podcast.